This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic on Bloomberg Radio. Check out the definition of trust. You'll find firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And when it comes to consumers, trust has become key when it comes to how they look at brands. Let's get into this. Someone who keeps an eye on trust via the company's trust barometer is the founder and CEO of the global communications firm Edelman, Richard Edelman. He is back with us uh, once again on the phone in New York City. How are you? Hello, Carol. Happy summer. Ah, feels good, right? A little schmitzy, but hey, all good. <laughs> yeah, it's a little humid. Uh, that's for sure. Um, talk to us about your latest findings about brand trust and the importance of being able to trust a brand versus just being in love with a brand. So I think that um, the uh, impact of the pandemic uh, over the last year has been long-lasting. And the people's values have changed from about being about me to being more about we hmm. and Things like, you know, meeting societal needs as opposed to, you know, just representing my lifestyle. And people are now doing what I call belief-driven buying or they're exercising brand democracy. In a certain way, that's the relationship that you can best control uh, immediately. You go to the store, you, you know, order what you want. And, Carol, the most incredible thing is that it's always been that brands can change culture. You know, you and I grew up in a time of you know, Mean Joe Green and Coca-Cola and all that, that was changing culture. Mm -hmm. But people actually now believe that they can change brands. That In fact, two-thirds of people say they can force a brand to change almost anything about itself. That's stunning. But they can, right? Especially if they're, if they're voting with their dollars in terms of where they choose to spend money. I think that's right. That, 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 that people have intuited that uh, in this moment, um, the brands they're going to buy or the brands they're going to stand up and speak up mm -hmm. uh, for the, the better and that they're going to speak up. 86% of people told us one way or another, I want my brands to speak up about uh, societal issues. And that's a huge change. So, you know, if you think about Dove and Campaign for Real Beauty, that started more than 10 years ago when you know, they were talking about how women should be comfortable with their body shapes and all this other. Mm -hmm. But but now Dove has morphed itself into talking about um you know, the necessity of, of, of looking at African men differently, African American men, that, that, that they are um, every bit, you know, not just athletes, but also artists and politicians and all the rest of this. And they did that for Father's Day. And that's the kind of difference in, in brand marketing. You know, it's interesting. I recently did a, a panel for the Milk and Health uh, program talking with the CEO of Kellogg, the president of Chobani, the CEO of Albertsons, uh, and also uh, a president of uh, Unilever, uh, one of their global uh, divisions. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, we talked about really the evolving food system, but one of the things is how consumers are driving change within the food system and how they are increasingly, they want local, they want transparency, and that is forcing a lot of companies within the food space to produce either locally and make sure that they are being, you know, true about what's in their product or where it's made, where it's produced, because consumers, they want to know, and that's how they're buying. But Carol, it, it just in what you're saying, brands and corporate reputation have completely merged. Mm -hmm. And things that were in the remit of the corporation, like supply chain, sustainability, diversity and inclusion, systemic racism are now being seen as within the power of the brand to change. And, you know, 
half the people in our study said, look, if the corporation is evil, I'm not going to buy the brand. Um, but by the same token, um, you, you have to have brands leading on um, sustainable packaging or on you know changing their sourcing such that the workers make an, a, a decent wage. Carol, this is amazing. The most important thing for a brand to earn trust is paying a worker a fair wage and giving that person good working conditions. And I know you had Becky Manquins on last week mm-hmm. for Manpower, and right. we were talking last week at lunch, A, about you, but also about the reality that it's not enough just to pay people. They want to have flexibility. They want to know that the company they work for is a decent company. So, again, all of this is really coming together uh, because business is now the most trusted institution, and brand is sort of the tip of the spear. It's the thing that people can control vis-a-vis the corporation. Well, it's interesting that you bring it up. And Becky and I talked about this, and we're going to talk at a, another Bloomberg um, event tomorrow, actually. You know, we're trying to get our hands around what does that mean? You talk about workers being paid, but workers want flexibility. You know, we're still trying to grasp what coming back to work is like after the pandemic. Synchrony Financial, they've got three different scenarios. You can work at home permanently. You can kind of um, say you're going to come in and I need a seat, you know, for a little bit. I think hoteling is what they call it. Or you can decide that you're going to have a hybrid approach. And so you'll have a permanent seat at work so that you have flexibility. But, But we're hearing a lot of different scenarios. What are you hearing about that? Well... I think the financial services industry has taken the hardest line saying, come to the office, uh, period. Um, Our agency last week announced that uh, we're, you know, three days in and two days out of office, and the hybrid is the best approach. Um, And we're encouraging people to have vaccines, um, but those who don't are going to have to wear a mask. And, you know, that's a real kind of issue because it's, you know, is that a scarlet letter? And, you know, do I want to be in the elevator with the masked person? And, you know. I, I, I do think the big point is employees are now activists and that they think that they can change company policy just the same way that uh, consumers do. Um, and it's it's a, you know, if you think about the power elite that's sitting at the top saying we have the decision-making authority, not really, because, yeah. you know, the, the people at the bottom um, are, are now talking on social media and they're also acting uh, and, and pushing corporations and brands. Right. Uh, Social media has given every individual consumer a soapbox and one that can be heard pretty loudly. Richard, But even even if you have a celebrity, right? Cristiano Ronaldo pushing, you know, the the soda away last week, saying, I want water. Yeah, exactly. Right. And that just says so much. Um, We ran out of time. I know we'll talk with you again soon because you always bring us some really smart insight about what's going on, especially when it comes to consumers. Richard, thank you so much. Richard Edelman, CEO at Edelman, joining us on the phone in New York.